0: Maxwell and Melbourne Football Club, you're listening to the Coaches Panel. This is Nat Fife from the Fremantle Footy Club. Trent Cotchen from the Richmond Footy Club. Scott Benderbury from the Collingwood Football Club, you're listening to the Coaches Panel. Patrick Cooch from the Carlton Footy Club. It's Rory Sloan here from the Adelaide Crows. This is Tom Mitchell from the Hawthorne Footy Club, and you're listening to the Coaches Panel.
1: Hey friends, you got MJ from the Coaches Panel, I hope you're well. Welcome back to another episode of the 50 Most Relevant, where we work our way through who I think are the most relevant players to talk about in fantasy footy for 2022. So regardless of the salary cap format you play, there's something here for you. We love having different guests from across the fantasy footy community. He's a regular in the preseason. One, you want to really want to get into their content that he gives right throughout the preseason. If you play KFC Supercoach, the Phantom is the man to know. Hello, mate. It's good to have you back on the podcast.
0: Pleasure, MJ. Thanks for having me. Always look forward to this time of year. As you know, you've had an amazing guests as you tweeted last week uh, already for the top 50, and uh, then you've thrown it in me. So good to see. You. Hopefully, I don't let everyone down.
1: No, Phantom, you've never let anyone down. Of course, there's plenty of great stuff coming if you're on Twitter. It's at the Phantom FC, uh, SC that make sure you go and check him out. He's brilliant. All the Twitter links uh, have got attached in the description of this podcast so you can go and check it out uh, whether it be on the Adelaide Advertiser, the Herald Sun, he and the rest of the gang at KFC Supercoach are putting out a mountain of work especially with the format open and before we talk any more too about Sam Walsh who is who we are discussing this episode of the 50 most relevant just a little tip for you if you want to get Supercoach plus all the benefits that come with that why don't you check out codesports.com.au. It's got everything you need, whether it be super coach related or just footy in general. Get yourself a free month subscription, a bunch of other stuff. Again, we'll put the links in the description of this podcast, but codesports.com.au is the place to check out your sporting content, let alone super coach content in 2022. Well, Sam Walsh, who would have thought a phenomenal start to his career. Just 21 years of age and has not made a misstep in his three seasons at the Carlton Footy Club. Last year, career-high numbers for him across every single format of the game. 155 versus the Magpies in AFL Fantasy and Dream Team. It's a career-high score from him. And in Supercoach, that same game, career number. 193. Yeah, super close. This dude is to getting to the 200 club in that format of KFC Supercoach, an average of 117. So we're gonna be paying 637,100 for him. While in AFL Fantasy and Dream Team, his average of 108.9 sees him priced in fantasy at 914,000. While it's just a touch under 930k in DT and Phantom. Pretty much from day one, in every single format. For pretty much every single game he's played, Sam Walsh has lived up to this incredibly hyped first-round player and number one draft pick from just a couple of years ago.
0: Indeed he has, MJ. You mentioned there at the top, you know, who would have predicted the breakout last year if you are a long-time listener of the Phantoms there podcast? Mm-hmm. You would have heard me talk about Sam Walsh last year. I jumped on from round one. Uh, it all happened uh, midway through his second season in 2020. We know how good he was on the outside in his first year and a half in the comp, but he, he, his inside game at the top level developed dramatically in that second season. And as he pushed into the midfield and that on-ball rotation for the Blues really showed what he could do, average 110 plus in the run home of Amazing. 2020 and just went to another level in 2021.
1: He was incredible. You mentioned these last eight games. Here's what he'd able to score for us across the formats. In KFC Supercoach, 114, 123, 98, 113, 132, 161, 84, and 119. That average of 118, very reflective, like you said, of what he's just given us in the year just gone. While in AFL Fantasy, it was an average of 89 due to the shortened quarters. 80 was the 100 in that format of 2020. And it was 85, 95, 67, 88, 96, 114, 95, and 77. You want to play the adjusted average game? Fine. Uh, that's a 111. So, right around what he did. And last year, you're right, in 2021, he lived out that back end of 2020 brilliantly. Ranked sixth in the league for handballs per game, ninth for total disposals. 10th for uncontested possessions. That speaks to work rate. 7th for effective disposal. So when he gets it, he doesn't screw around with it. And 19th in score involvements per game. Um, 28, uh, 29 disposals per game, 7 score involvements, 5 tackles, 5 clearances. You're right, Phantom. The inside game arrived as a complement to that outside game. And we saw it in his KFC super coach numbers last year. He put up 15 tonnes. And pretty much every single one of them was a 120 plus phantom.
0: It was, and if you go back further, if you include that back half of 2020 that we just spoke about, in his past 30 games, 22 KFC Super Coach tons, 15 of them in excess of 120. And in that extraordinary run of form, you know, he's both an average of 116. So, and before that, he only played 28 games of (laughs) AFL footy. So. Right now, he's sit here, 21, he's played 58 games, and he's put up those remarkable numbers. So, you know, natural improvement alone, where can he go from here?
1: Yeah, I think that's what's got people so excited about. Such a top-line performer already, and he's entering into the fourth year, and it's generally the fourth, fifth, and sixth seasons that players really establish themselves, not just as the breakout player, but as the real top-end uber-elite premiums. And if he's Already arguably there after three years. Gosh, what he could be is what's got people excited. In KFC Supercoach last year, ranked ninth for total points. So ahead of Rory Laird, Christian Petrarca, and Zach Merritt. And only four points off of Tom Mitchell. That's how good of a season he had. Ranked 10th for averages. While in AFL Fantasy and Dream Team, an average of 108.9 has him 12th for averages in that format. 10th overall for points. And that's off the back of 16 tons, eight over 120 and two over 130, including that 155. To go with this incredible scoring trajectory that he's on is he hasn't missed a game of footy and he's so complete. He wins the inside ball. He wins the outside ball. He does the defensive stuff. He works hard off the ball as much as he does on the ball. And I think the only cause for concern phantom that I think people might have is we did see probably two games last year where he got a tag it was round 14 against the giants where he get he got the 55 Dream team and fantasy the 71 kfc super coach points while a couple of weeks later against north melbourne in round 19 72 Dream team and fantasy the 81 kfc super coach points i suppose that's the only hesitancy some may have towards starting with him is seeing that even though he is still young, he is still susceptible to attack.
0: It's a good point. And I think though the counter to that is at times last year, he also showed that he can work through that. He I was agree. tagged um, a couple of times and he did break through for a three-figure score because he can outrun most players uh, in the competition already. So I think he's sheer work rate and his want his desire um and naturally he's going to mentally know how to deal with those, that close attention as well going forward so I think yes there still is that threat but um also what's going to help him this year is the addition of um Adam Chera yeah, George great. Hewitt maybe in particular who we know he went uh, quite defensively at the Swans played across half back as well but you know he, he's going to give Sam Walsh some more support uh in the center square there as well. we you know, still got Patrick Cripps around. So I just think, you know, it's going to be a tough day if you're trying to tag Sam Walsh. Tag opposition uh, midfielders already know it's going to be a tough day lining up against him. Just the way he runs, he's going to outwork uh, most players in the competition.
1: Yeah, look, he's I think you bring up a really great point around George Hewitt. I think and Ancherra both only complement Sam Walsh. I know some yep. are a little apprehensive about what it does. Hewitt means coming into that center bounce rotation, which is why I think they've got him. They yeah. don't need another halfback. We talked about this earlier in the in the fifty most relevant when Hewitt was included in. He's there to bring that defensive work weight and pressure. That means Walsh is freed up to not have to be as dual focused, but can be even more offensively minded. While Chera. Takes more of that outside role. Um, Mm -hmm. And and I think that only means good news for Walsh owners, which is Cripps is the bull at the contest, Walsh is the complete package, Chera's on the outside, and Hewitt's the defensive minded mid. It feels like a really elite four in terms of the core elements for Michael Voss to really work with. So for me, I, I love what Sam Walsh could bring. And then I think that, and it's not an uncommon trait. But I think if you think that Carlton are going to improve, well, statistically, there's some good signs for you in that as well. In the eight wins that he was involved with last year for Carlton, in KFC Supercoach, he averaged 132.8. In contrast to the 14 losses in the format, he averaged just the 108.1. So you're talking a differential of just shy of 25 points per game. While in Dream Team and Fantasy, the split's not as big but it's equally as impressive. In losses, the average of 102.7, but in wins, 119.9. Those are captaincy level options. And I suppose that's really, if we are going to jump on Sam Walsh Phantom, he's probably one of those, whether he's an M2, M3, M4, if you're picking him to start, I think you're thinking he's one of those guys you could put the rolling VC or C on most weeks. Otherwise, you're probably overpaying for it.
0: Yeah, I agree. And you mentioned that 132 point average. That is key. We think Colton should win more than eight games this yeah. year. And, you know, you add that to the Hewitt and Cheryl we just spoke about, and then just his natural improvement in the mm. fourth year. Um, you're right. It all comes down to who else you're going to pick. 637K, how many 600K midfielders can you start in Supercoast? That is the big question. Are you going to pick him ahead of a Jack Steele? Are you going to pick mm. him ahead of a Clayton Oliver? Um that could be the big question. But, you know, some of those guys, we might have seen the level they're at. Yes, true. I think true. Walsh is they're still um, uh, unknown in a good way about where he can get to uh, with um, Carlton developing as a better side.
1: Yeah, look, I, I think you're bang on the point there is he has to be in consideration for everybody. He is going to be and has been already for the better part of his three years in the AFL. He's going to be a part of the conversation every single year. He's a premium midfielder. Um, I believe he's going to be a top 10 guy across the formats, not just again this year, but for the better part of the next decade. He's there and thereabouts always. There's no fault in his game. He is a brilliant footballer. And the only reason you're probably not starting him is you like somebody else at a comparable price a little bit more than him because there's no knock to his game that I feel is valid. You're right. The tags, he's worked And working through the wins, the support around him, everything is trajectory is that he's going to continue to be one of the best fantasy midfielders in all of the formats. And on draft day, it's going to be interesting to see where he goes. And I'm keen on your take in in a minute, Phantom, to see what people structurally do. We've got some really big new forwards in the game with Duncan and Taranto. Um, We've still got a really nice haul of midfielders and defenders. And even in the rucks, I don't think you can discount the greatness of Grundy and Gorn even through there. So I think he's going to be someone's M1. But is he a first-round selection in a a draft for you, Phantom? Or would you be happy to pick him at some point in the second or maybe even third round if he got that far?
0: I think you would still probably take him. He's good enough and he's probably going to average enough to be taken, I think, still in the first 10 to 13 or 14 selections. Um, You know the first five or six midfielders taken. So if you're not getting um, a big ruckman or the best forward, uh, three or four picks maybe that you're probably taking midfielders. He probably fits into that five or six gun midfielders that you take if you're not getting a positional. And again, if you're playing in a keeper league format, um, you're playing keeper KFC Super Coach draft. You'd probably take him even higher than that. Um, You know he could go past some of these other guys um, and in dynasty formats. Dynasty draft, I should say, in all formats, you take him pretty high, I would have thought.
1: Yeah, look, for, for me, and I know a fellow coach's panellist, Kane, right throughout the off-season, we'd our top 50 keeper and dynasty ranks. And look, our Patreons know exactly where we have him, but you're right, Phantom, it's right towards the pointy end. If you've got one of those early picks in a keeper or a dynasty league, he is one of the first you want to get. Hey, Phantom, appreciate your work on this episode today. Pleasure, MJ. Thanks for having me back. Absolute pleasure. If you're loving the work of KFC Supercoach and all the content they're delivering, some big new changes have come in the game. All the details, you can go and check him out on Twitter at the Phantom SC. Content dropping almost every single day at the Adelaide Advertiser, the Herald Sun, or like I said, if you want to get yourself a subscription to codesports.com.au, you also get all the benefits of Supercoach Plus involved in it. So make sure you go and check all that out. The links are in the description of this podcast. Tomorrow, we continue our journey through the 50 most relevant. So if you're just kicking into your preseason now, yep, We're at 18 today. There are a heap more players to go back and check out. All the links for that are at coachespanel.tv. There is an article there for every single player revealed so far, as well as a daily podcast, just like this one on every single one of these players. Make sure you check it out over Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And you can really... Do some great stuff to support the Coaches Panel. It helps us do this sort of content year round. All you can do is join our Patreon supporter group. All the links for that are at CoachesPanel.tv with a heap of exclusive content access and prizes involved. Well, tomorrow we continue on the journey of the 50 most relevant. Number 17 for this guy. He picked up an additional position in the offseason. He arguably had a career high. 2021 but you know when i look at the ownership percentages and then i look at what he's done man why is everybody off this guy who's one of the most reliable players across every single format of the game who is he you'll find out tomorrow on the 50 most relevant